get at, I had, um, um, when you have to do this stuff every week, you, you, you get word from all over. You got to always kind of have your antenna up because it, it kind of comes uh, anywhere. And so I was getting my blood pressure checked and my blood pressure was kind of high. And so, and so my blood pressure used to always be on the high side when I was, especially when I was running the plant. You know, it was a lot of stressful stuff, but I would never uh, show it. And I, and I didn't even know it was bothering me. Um, until I left and then my blood pressure came down and then all the aches in my body stopped and all that because I was having a lot of problems. And so now what I realize is that, and I'm like, my blood pressure is, it, I'm like, man, that's kind of high. And, I, and then the question came up, well, are you stressed out? And I was like, no, I don't get stressed. You know, and, but I realized something that I'm not an outward stressor. I, you'll never see me stressed out. It just, it just, it's rare. I just, I'm just not that. It, I, I kind of, I do have enough faith to, to rest in, on the fact that, you know, it, stuff just don't break me down. It just don't, you know. So I do, I, I don't get stressed out outwardly, but I must push it inside. Okay. Okay, okay. Because I'm thinking, I'm not stressed out, am I? I mean, I started to, am I stressed out? Because I don't get stressed out, you know, but, but you still can feel the pressure of life, but I think what happens to me is it doesn't go out, it doesn't blow out, it blows in, and then my body pays for it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I'm sitting there and I'm going, man, maybe, and so I started thinking about it, maybe I am a little, I mean, because I do got stuff going on in my life. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I really miss my brother. I know. I, I mean, know. you guys, I mean, you guys know how tight we are, but we're actually tighter than that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, and I know he misses me too. And I, and I, and I, and I, and, 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 and he always sends me word. I send word to him, but man, the, the, the combo of the two of us kind of kept each other cool because my brother's one way and I'm a total different way. So we were always balanced. So now we're kind of out of balance because you know, we can't connect like we usually do. And it really bothers me. The, the pressure is, my family, the toll on my family, trying to, you know, now part of my family is in California now, and then, you know, trying to coordinate all that, and then all the phone calls come to me, and I'm not, I, I can take it, I can deal with it. On top of my normal craziness, you know, on top of praying for you, and on top of all the calls that I get from the radio and all that, and it's like, am I stressed out? I might be a little stressed out, mm -hmm. but it doesn't show. It's not an outward thing. It, I think it blows inside so I start to evaluate and go okay stress fear anxiety am I do I have that so I started looking at the Bible auntie give me something I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and then your mother Eunice so here's Paul writing to Timothy and he says man I, I, I'm thinking about the faith that you had the faith the same faith that your grandmother and your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, I, I think it lives in you too. And so I begin to reflect back, and I can't help but think about grandma. And my grandma, for people who met my grandma, my grandma was a rock, man. Yes, she, she was an anchor of our family. She, she literally kept our family together. Yes. When my grandma passed away, my family suffered. Think mm. when's the last time we've been together when somebody hasn't died? Right. 
But when my grandmother was alive, we always, because we got a big family, we were always together. Soon as my grandmother passed, stuff began to shift, and I realized that she was so stable, she was such a stabilizing force in my life. Because mm -hmm. no matter, when stuff was going really bad, when I was, I remember as being a teenager and growing up as a young guy in the hood and trying to figure that out, I, mean, I would always feel better. I just would go to my grandma's house and just sit there. And I always knew she cooked. <laughs> yes. Yes, she so did. she, I walk in the door, she's like, you want something to eat? Of course. And, and so me and my grandma, we would sit there, and then she would just make me feel better. And she had this, this faith, man, that she was the same every day, yeah. even though I know stuff was bothering her because she had a bunch of kids, a bunch of grandkids, a, a, a husband. She had all of the problems that I know everybody has, but she never showed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, here's Paul going, man, I knew your grandma and I know your mother. And so I think about my mother and how crazy my mother is and how crazy in love with God she is. Amen. And she's been that way since I was there day one when she came into the Lord. My mother wasn't raised in the church either. And, 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 I'm, and I'm like, man, my mother, she's just from day one, she's always sold out to God. And, yes, indeed. and so here's, here's Paul going, Timothy, you got them same qualities. Come on. For this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which uh -huh. is in you through the laying on of my hands. Says, now, what I want you to do is I want you to, 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 to stir up that gift that God gave you. And I had to look at that. This is, he says, I want you to remember the gift that God gave you. Here's the gift that, that it was. I actually had to investigate it. What was the gift he was talking about? The word is, it was a gift of charisma. Amen. Okay. It, it was, it was, it was, charisma is, is, is a compelling attractiveness or charm that can inspire or, or, or devote others. See, he had this gift of, of gab. He had this, this something about himness. Yeah, that fits. It was a something about himness that had, that inspired people. Paul says, you got this gift that I gave you. You got the same gift. I laid hands on you. Now that gift is in you. I need you to use that gift on top of mm -hmm. remembering that you have the faith of your mom and your grandmother. Yes, yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Talking about being stressed out. I'll get to my point in a minute. Come on, Auntie. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. He said, now listen. It's the spirit that God gave us, but it's not the spirit that most people function under. It, it, it's not the spirit of, 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 of being timid or being afraid or being scared. See, because you have charisma and you have the faith of your grandparents and your, and your grandmother and your mother. So it's like the gift, I'm, this gift that you have, it, it helps cancel out fear. You know why most people get stressed? Or, 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 or anxiety or, or get nervous or whatever. It's, it's two reasons, generally. One reason is you just get fatigued. You just get tired of dealing with stuff. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever just get tired? Just, yes, I'm just sir. so tired of dealing with stuff. And then it causes distress. But, but the main reason why people get stressed out is because it's, it's your fear of outcomes. That's true, that's true. You're worried about what's going to happen, what may happen, what might happen? What might not happen? When you, get, when you get nervous, you get stressed out a little bit, when stuff starts to wear on you, 
really think about why am I feeling that way? You're worried about the outcome of something. Mm-hmm. That's true. You just got some news from your job, or you just got a, something happened in your family, or you, you're just concerned about, man, I don't know what's next. Stress comes from not knowing, worrying about what the outcome will be of something you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's either fatigue, you're just tired of dealing with life, oh, I'm just so sick of dealing with all this, I'm stressed out. You know, like your kids running around. It's that noise all the time. Oh, I'm so, you're stressing me out. <laughs> it's like all the time Julian's got some electronic in his hand and he always plays it so loud and I'm like dude you're stressing me out see I'm tired of that but mostly it's because we're worried about what will be yes. or we're worried about what's over the hill we're worried about what we don't know based on the information that we just got mm-hmm. that causes a response of oh man I'm a little stressed out Mm-hmm. So when it comes to me, I don't stress out outwardly. I just go, yeah, okay, that's something else. But it must blow inwardly. So I'm, I'm still realizing I haven't mastered this yet. Right. I'm still working at it. I, I figured out how to not let it outwardly affect me, but it definitely affects me inwardly, which means I'm not done with this yet. I still got an issue when it comes to being stressed out. Okay. All right, all right. Actually, what's the next one? It says, wait a minute. Oh, so God hasn't given us that spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit and it's power, love, and it's a self-discipline. He hasn't given us fear. So when you're afraid, know this. It is not God's will that you be afraid. That's right. God does not want us to live in a perpetual sense of fear, anxiety, stress. Mm-hmm. You got to know that. You got to know that that's not how he intends you to live or you'll never get out of it. Amen. Some of you are stressed out right now. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize that God is not, that's not his desire for you. Amen. Right? That's, that's not what he wants. He doesn't want you to live in a perpetual. Now, now, I'm not, listen, these words right here, what we're reading today and what I'm telling you, this isn't going to just fix your stress problem in one sermon. Right, right. All right. And then God is, is, is smart. He's not saying that once you read this, you'll never stress again. Yes, you will. But it's the perpetual, the, the constant strain, the constant stress. Mm-hmm. He says, man, I don't, I don't want that for you. Amen. Everybody see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, Lord, I, see, when I begin to go, am I stressed out? I mean, my blood pressure's a little up. And, and I go, am I it's like, I know God doesn't want this for me. He, he has, and then when I'm really shaken by something, I go, no, God, is that's not the spirit that God gave me. See, it's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Fear, anxiety, stress. Did you know it was spiritual? Yes, it is. It's the spooky stuff. <laughs> Something's causing that. It's something that's come upon you that causes you to respond that way. And you're like, I'm so nervous. I hear people, Christians all the time, go, I'm so nervous. I got faith, but. but. I trust in God, but. This but. is big. This is more than him. They don't say that, but you're saying that. Mm-hmm. All right. Go to 1 Peter 5, really quick. 1 Peter 5, 6, I think. Yep. 
Come on. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. It says, now listen, you got to humble yourself. And one, one thing I had to do, I had to humble myself because I, I pride myself on being tough in the spirit. And I pride myself on always trusting in God. And I'm telling you right now that that's all a boat of crap. I had to humble myself and realize, Lord, I'm just, I'm just like everybody. I might know a little bit, but I still don't know. Everybody say amen to that. Mm -hmm. And you know what, God, I realized that life, it rains on the just and the unjust too. And sometimes my umbrella's just not up. Yes. So, Lord, I have to just trust in you. I got to humble myself and not say, oh, I'm tough. I can take this. I can't. I don't want to take this. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. But while I'm having to take, I got to take this, then something, you must be trying to put something inside of me I don't have. Yes. Because your faith doesn't grow when everything is good. Mm -hmm. So true, so true. It's like, it's like, it's like getting in shape. There's no other way. There's no easy way to get in shape. And it takes what? It takes a lot of discipline because you got to stop eating all them cookies. And then it takes a lot of discipline because you have to really be concerned with your eating. It takes a lot of discipline because you're going to have to do some kind of physical exercise. It takes a lot. There's no pill. There's no drink. That is going to get your chubby self in shape. This just doesn't exist. Because then everybody be in shape. So it doesn't. It's not that. It's, it's the discipline. Hallelujah. Somebody. Hallelujah. Humbling yourself to be to say, you know what, I, I gotta hum, humble myself under your under your mighty hand. I know you will pick me up out of this in due time. You you'll exalt me when I need to be exalted. When when I'm done cooking, you will you will, Hallelujah. Yes. Lord. It's like being in the oven and you open the oven, you'll know it's not done yet. Yes. Yes. That's what God does to us when we go through stuff. He doesn't just bring all this on us for no reason. He takes advantage of these situations and. He, he goes, no, if, if he opens the oven and you're kicking and screaming in there, he's just going to close it back. Say, so you're not done yet. But when he opens the oven and see you sitting there in faith, he goes, okay, it's time to come out. All right, auntie, come on. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. This is cast all of your cares, your anxiety, your stress upon him. And I realized something. I haven't mastered it yet. You know why? Because I haven't humbled myself. There's still things that I think I can take care of. Mm -hmm. There's still things I go, no, nah, I don't need your help on this one. And then what happens is, I'm, so maybe I blow it inwardly and it begins to really bother me because I haven't humbled myself. I'm holding on to this. I'm thinking I can fix this. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, how can I fix this? I can't fix this. I can't. I can't go out there and say, hey, dude, get up out the hospital and walk and talk and do everything you're supposed to. I can't, I can't go lay hands and go, man, gain some weight in Jesus' name. Get up out of there and start doing what you're supposed to do before I slap the crap out of you. I can't, I can't do that. But part of me says, Kenny, you got to do something. Just have it humbled yourself. I'm telling on me. I'm talking behind my back. <laughs> You, you, you think you're kind of mighty, don't you? No, I don't think that. No, not, not consciously, but sub, deep down. Why are you holding on to that? That's why you're stressed. Amen. And when it says, you need to cast all your anxiety on him. Know what I realized? Whenever you take a vehicle to the shop or something, 
And so, you know, I pull up into the Ford thing and they open the thing and I pull my truck in and they go, okay, Mr. Mayor, what's wrong? And I go, ah, just got a little, something's messed up. And I throw them my keys and you know what I do? I go home. Mm -hmm. I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. It's your responsibility to fix it. I got warranty. Mm -hmm. So I pull up and I just take the keys and flip them and be like, yeah, call me when it's done. And I'm saying, that's what God wants us to do. Okay, amen. Yeah. He wants us to pull up and say, here, God, take, cast your cares on me. I, you know I care for you. Get, here, take my keys and let me know when it's finished. I'm going to go home and play PlayStation until you call me. Amen. Give me something to eat, you know. I got a ride outside. My ride will take me home. And I don't, I don't pull up a seat, sit next to the mechanic, give my input, but we do God that way. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And you know what happens? That causes your anxiety. Yeah. This is really good Bible. Stay yes, with it me is. Now. Yes, it is. See, because when we say, okay, I'm going to give this to God, we, but we pull up a chair and we sit right there and we go, Lord, when are we going to fix it? Can you imagine how much you would drive the mechanic crazy? Hey, are you almost done? Are you almost done? Are you almost done? <laughs> He's up under there wrenching. Hey, you got it yet? Hey, did you fix it? Did you tighten that up? So here, here's God, and we sit right next to God, and we say, God, I can't handle this. I've humbled myself, and I realize I can't deal with this. So we give it to God, and then we pull up a chair right next to him, and we whisper in his ear, or sometimes we shout. Mm. And we go, Lord, you got to fix this. Lord, is it done? Lord, you got to. And God is going, would you stop? Yes, yes. Go home and sit down and, and rest. Amen. I said, give it to me. Amen. Why you got more faith in your mechanic than you do me? Hmm. Auntie, come on. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. It says, listen, you gotta be alert and you gotta be watchful. You gotta be smart about this. You gotta be sober. You gotta because what's happening is your enemy is attacking your mind. Yes, he is. So let this mind be in you. The battle is really in your head. The situation is true. Here's, danger is real. Mm -hmm. Danger is real. But fear is a choice, though. Okay. Your situation you're dealing with is real. I'm not saying, oh, like it doesn't exist, or, hey, we got this problem. Ah, that don't exist. In the name of Jesus, nope, I'm not receiving that. Don't, don't be religious and stupid. Your, your situation is real, but your fear about it is a choice. Okay. It's a choice that you make. Based on what? I'm going to give this to God because I know what my enemy is waiting on me to respond the wrong way. I have to stay alert. I got to stay focused here because he's waiting to devour me with what? Bombard me with thoughts of what? The outcome. This is not going to go right. This is, when is this going to be better? This is so messed up. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Hmm. And then if he does that to you, he's starting to devour you slowly. Yes. One thing that I love animal shows, but one thing that bothers me, whenever predators catch an animal, they eat it alive. I mean, they get the thing down and the poor thing is squealing and 
they're eating up the back legs, but you can see the head still move. It's like, would you kill him, please? Don't eat it alive. Mm -hmm. Devil eats you alive. Mm -hmm. With what? Fear. Anxiety, stressed. You guys don't like me today. Yes, we do. Uh, okay. Only my family said that. <laughs> the rest of you don't like me. That's okay, though. Resist him, auntie. Yes. So you have to resist him where? Standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of stuff. Because suffering. everybody, see, when you get, when something goes wrong, we always think, man, why is everything happening to me? It's always me. It's all, you know what? No, it's not. Everybody's got a violin to play. Mm -hmm. Everybody can sit down and sit. You know how you get sad and you get messed up and you run and tell your friend about all the problems, all your problems, but then your friend is going, but wait a minute, I got problems too, but I can't get them in because all of your problems are just dominating our lunchtime. Yes. <laughs> you ever have somebody like that? It's like they come to you with their situation and you go, well, I got a situation. Does it matter? No, it don't matter. My situation is pressing in over yours. Mm -hmm. I get so many calls a week. And then, and then you know what I want to say sometimes? Hey, do you care about me? No. So I have to stay, I have to resist the problem because I don't get a lot of outward encouragement. People expect me to be. I realized something. That's what causes a lot of my stress. Trying to live up to what people think I should be. I'm not trying to live up to what you think I should be. It's going to kill me. So if I want to cry, I'm going to cry. If I want to be sad today, I'm going to be sad today. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a little down, I'm going to be a little down. But here's the thing. Just trust and pray that all the stuff standing firm in my faith. Because I realize that you need me. Here's the secret, though. I need you. Amen. Everybody goes through stuff. All of us go. So when you're really going through, don't hit nobody with the, oh, it's always me. Why don't they have problems? I'm the only one. Everybody's got them. Mm -hmm. We just handle them differently. Mm -hmm. Some people have figured some stuff out. So my whole family's got the same problems right now, but all of us handle it differently. All right. Auntie, where are we at? Philippians 4. Let's go. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Here's Paul saying, no, be glad in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Praise the Lord always. I'm going to say it again so you can hear it. Rejoice in the Lord. And you know when Paul was saying that, he was in handcuffs. Right, He's got chains locked to him going, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. I'm telling you, you guys need to rejoice in the Lord. Paul, you got nothing to rejoice about right now. Amen. You're in prison. Yes. What are you rejoicing about? I think that's a, a dirty joke. It's like God inspires Paul to say we have to rejoice in the Lord all the time. And he's locked up. We don't rejoice when we're locked up. No way. We don't rejoice in the moments of stress. We don't rejoice with the news we just got. We don't rejoice when the situation we're staring at. Come on, auntie. Let your gentleness be evident to all. It says, listen, let your, gen your, your gentleness be, meaning 
don't take out your pressures on everybody else. I mean, because you're going through it, you're going to take it out. Oh, you ever, oh, you ever heard this? Oh, man, she's grouchy today. The boss comes in. Oh, he's in a bad mood today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yesterday they were okay. You know, you, you, got the, you got the boss that's unstable. You never know what you're going to get. And then they, they come in the door and you go, oh, man, it's going to be one of them days. No stability. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad work environment. Stressful. Everybody say amen, amen to that. So I used to try to come in every day the same way. Not happy because I'm always kind of grouchy. But not in the dumps where I make everybody feel bad either. Mm -hmm. try, trying to be stable, stable, steady. Trying to be this consistently okay. So people around me can be consistently used to me being okay. But here's the thing, I have to do that without it causing an inner stress. I have to say, Lord, I got to humble myself and I got to cast these things on you. And I got to stop picking it up when I give it back to you. And I got to stop pulling up a seat sitting next to you, telling you how to do it. Yes. I got to go home, give me something to eat, and I'll just play PlayStation until they call me. Auntie, come on. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Now, this is impossible. Do not be anxious about anything. But if you really look at this, what Paul is really saying, he's saying the perpetual anxiousness of the situation. Okay. It's a natural response that you have to give something that's bad. You don't, you don't go, oh, that's really bad. So what? That doesn't matter. No, you go, no, that's really bad. He's talking about the perpetual state of the situation. Just you, once you got the news, you won't let go of the news. It's just eating you up, eating you alive. Hmm. I told you a story about Mother Moss. Mother Moss really inspired me, Auntie. She was one of my yes. favorite people. Yes. And I remember I told you this story before. I was over her house and I was helping her do some stuff around her house, moving her furniture and stuff. She was older. And, 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 a, and she got a phone call and she goes over, you know, the old phones on the wall with the long cord. And she, I just dated myself. Kids have no idea what that is. Anyway, and so she gets the phone, and she's like, oh, what? Oh, my God, that's really bad. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, Lord. Okay, well, call me back. And she hangs up, and she turns around and goes, hey, what you want to eat? And I'm like, Mother Moss, I I'm, wasn't I'm eavesdropping or nothing, but it sounded like you just got some bad news. And she goes, yeah, I did. You know, so-and-so is really sick, and they're just rushing her to the hospital. But what do you want to eat? <laughs> okay, Brother Moss, I'm trying to say, do you need to go? You want me to take you there? She's, and she goes, son, I'm going to make me a turkey sandwich. Amen. I can't do nothing about that. So we began to make something to eat. So this news, it didn't take away my hunger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let that work out, and I'm going to deal with this right here. Do you want cheese on it? <laughs> I'm going to make me a turkey sandwich. That became my slogan in life. I'm going to make me a turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. It's still my slogan in life. I'm gonna, oh, man, that, I'm going to make me a turkey sandwich. 
Nothing I can do about that. I got to trust God on that one. That's beyond the power of me. So if it's beyond the power of you, then think about it. Why are you really so worried about it? Because there's nothing you can do. So, oh, I know what's causing the worry. The outcome. You don't know the outcome. I'm going to help you in a second. I got 17 minutes. So it says, don't be anxious about everything. Don't start stressing out. Be nervous. But in every situation, pray with petition, with thanksgiving. Just let your request to God be known and then go make you something to eat. All right. But see, there's a way you got to do it. Not with despair. See, problems, it either causes prayer or despair. It's only one or two responses to news causes prayer or despair. Right now, it's saying there's no despair. It's just, you hit, okay, this is crazy. Okay, well, Lord, I'm petitioning this to you, and I thank you, and I praise you. In the midst of my trouble, I still got something to thank you about. Yes. Still got something to say, Lord, I thank you and praise you, God. Yeah, my brother's down, but you know what? We got so many people out there that can care for him. He's not alone. Right, right. Yep, my brother's not walking, but man, we got him in a great facility. They take really good care of him. Man, my brother is not good, but man, we get so much feedback from there about his progress. It could be not like that. That's right. Finding a way to give God thanks in the midst of your situation that's stressing you out. And then deciding, I can't let this stress me out. Because if I do, I'm not doing this. Auntie. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Now after you do that, then this peace will come upon you that nobody's going to get. Right. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to be the only one going, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I'm saying you will be the one when the news just comes you go, oh that's horrible news. Oh man, that's, you don't wish it away or you don't go, nope, in Jesus name I don't receive that. No, it's bad news and you take the bad news but you let it go right through to where it belongs. Don't let it filter inside of you. You just a screen. Let it go right through to where it's supposed to be. It's got to go through me. If I harbor, if I keep this, I'm going to get ate alive. And I'm going to be stressful and I'm going to affect everybody else. I'm not going to be gentle. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the same person. This is really way better than you saying amen. amen. I'm not, I'm not, if I don't, if I let this thing sit inside of me, it's going to affect me like crazy. My blood pressure is going to shoot through the roof. And all doctors say the number one cause of most sicknesses, stress. Stress, yes. Probably why America is so sick. You know that America is in the top five of most stressful countries in the world? I can believe it. And you'll be surprised the ones that it's up there with. Because you would think, well, it's got to be those third world countries. No, it's not. So right now, some little girl is walking to a well in Uganda somewhere with no shoes on, with a pot on her head to get water, and she's got less amount of stress than you do. <laughs> America causes stress. Our commercials cause stress. Because our commercials say, well, you better be prepared for life. Oh, how's your life insurance? Oh, are you ready for retirement? Oh, did you get your education? Oh, did, are you doing good on your career? Oh, are, do you look pretty? Oh, oh, the, we're so stressed out. 
We're bombarded constantly with stuff, with stuff that makes us stressed. And then somebody right now in Mexico, Mexico was one of the least stressed. They, 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 they got dirt floors and they don't have paved roads. And some little girl is walking to school. Some parent is, is scrambling some eggs right now and don't have the stress that we got more technology, more health, more, more available to health. Mm-hmm. More information, more education, more money. So why are we so stressed out? Well, I'll tell you why. We depend on all that. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes. Transcends all the understanding. Will guard where the problem is. It'll guard your heart and your mind. This peace that God gives you will begin to stand guard over where your problem really is. Mm-hmm. It didn't say it'll fix your situation. It says it'll guard the problem. The problem is in my heart and in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's the way I'm looking at it. So now I got this piece. It doesn't mean it's, I don't ignore it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means that as I'm looking at it, I just glance at it, and then I glance back at where the answer is. I can't ignore it. It's, but I have to look at it and then go right back to where the answer is. Mm-hmm. And then allow this peace to stand guard. Because my adversary is desiring to, he's desiring to devour me. He's trying to eat me alive. Yes. My mind is, is starting to shake. And then, but, but it doesn't blow outward, but it blows inward. And now my blood pressure is up. And Man, I, I didn't tell Sam and Vicky. I was over at the house uh, uh, one day this week. And, and, and I had stopped by there for a sec because I was in town. And man, when I was leaving, they don't know, but I almost passed out. I got really dizzy, and I was like, what the heck is this? And so I was standing out by my truck, and I opened the door, and I just sat in my truck really quick. I didn't tell them. I didn't want them to get nervous. And I just kind of sat there, and I was like, and then it, my equilibrium came back. And I was like, wow, well, that was kind of weird. Didn't want to scare them. I'm probably scaring them now, but. And then I went home, and that's when I got my blood pressure and sugar and all that checked. But I think I remember I had a big old lemonade, and I know it was sugared up, man. <laughs> and then the day before, I was at that dumb fair in the heat all day. It was killing me. Banging around on some stupid little rides that I hate. <laughs> With these silly little kids eating junk that I know I shouldn't eat. Everybody say amen. Mm-hmm. Wait till you get 58. Oh, I, I, young people, Vanessa, they get on my nerve. Oh, well, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. I don't want to ride. I'm sick of these rides. This is, this is so stupid. What? I don't want to feel my stomach in my mouth. <laughs> I remember the last time I went to see the point when I rode a roller coaster and I got on the Millennium. And I used to love them, and now it's just so stupid. And I get all the way to the top, and I'm looking at my car in the parking lot. And I'm like, this is so dumb. And then it dropped me. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. It's just, you get a certain place, it's just not fun. Right. It's stressful. And then they put pressure on you. Come on, you're not scared, are you? No, I'm not scared. I'm smart. <laughs> So I got dizzy, and I started to go, man, I wonder if I'm good. 
Then I got stuff checked, and I'm like, well, I'm a pressure a little high, but everything else is good. But I'm, I'm like, Lord, I think I'm stressing a little bit. I think I'm holding on to some stuff. Uh -uh. I'm giving it to you, but I pulled up a chair next to you, and I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. I'm almost done. Auntie, come on. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, then think just about think about things. that. What he said is when you have a situation that's really bad, your first response after prayer, after giving your petition with thanksgiving, is to now begin to list all the things that are right. Because when something's wrong, our mind automatically, all our attention goes to that thing that's wrong. But, and we forget, oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, Paul is saying when, when something goes wrong, he says, finally listen to this. Whatever's right, look at that. I know it's bad, but it, it sure can be worse. Mm -hmm. And you got so much in your life that's right. Amen. But it don't feel like it at that time. Why? Because your adversary is attacking you. Where? In your mind, because your heart's not guarded by peace. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why? Because you haven't done the process of when stress comes, when a situation comes, of handling it the right way. And so therefore you're bombarded, so then Satan jumps on, and then he throws logs on your fire, and then now your head is all crazy, and then you start treating people crazy because you're stressed out, and everybody goes, oh, they're so stressed, and they're, they're so grouchy today. And then you start to do all these things, and then he said, finally, listen, is there anything right? I remember going to counseling, and we were sitting there, and he goes, man, okay, I get what's wrong, but what was right? And it was way more right than wrong. Amen. It's always way more right than wrong. But at that time, you just don't feel like it. So can you fix it? Then you might as well let it go. Let it go. Oh, I know you're worried about the outcome. Amen. Let me get to that in one second. Auntie, come on. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. He says, now listen, whatever you heard or seen or screamed out from me, just put it in practice. Whatever you've seen me do, I openly have, have shared my life with you, man, way more than I wanted to. I got my anal glands kicked, but I'll let you watch it. To do what? To try to be examples. To try to say this stuff really does work, people. Yes, yes. I'm not telling you what to do when I don't do it. I'm, I let you guys see all of it. I put it right out there in front of you so, so I can hopefully be an example of how to handle a crazy situation. So now I'm in the middle of another one and I'm trying to be an example of trying to not be hypocritical, telling you to do stuff that I don't do. I guess I got to prove it in me first before I tell you about it. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a church and the people are cold, the pastor's cold. That's right. If you go to a church and the people are judgmental, the pastor's judgmental. Mm -hmm. Hands down. They, the, the people take the personality of who teaches them. Mm -hmm. 
You go to a church that's not tough. Pastors are not tough. Auntie, what does this say? And the God of peace will be with you. God of peace. He will be with you. Everybody say amen today. Now listen, almost done. When stuff goes crazy, you have to find the promises of God and then pray them. See, the Bible has a lot of promises. That's why it's important that you, you have to read the word, guys. You have to. Don't just wait on me on Sundays. Hey, just through the week, just, I know you might not even get it. Read it anyway. Or read your little bread books or something. You've got to get something inside of you. Because you have, in order to receive the promise, you've got to know them. That's right. All right? You've got to know what's available to you to be able to pray them. So it's Isaiah 41. Go to that one. I think that's the first one. Is it 41.10? Yes. Come on. So do not fear, for I am with you. It says, don't worry. I'm, a with, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Of the outcomes, I am your God. Yes. All right. I will, I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand, I promise. Yes. So what happens when stress comes? Lord, I can't be afraid because you are my God. You are with me. Yes. You will strengthen me and you will withhold me. See, that's a prayer. Yes. But if you don't know the promises, you can't pray them. That's right. So he's saying right here, don't be scared. Why are you so scared? Because this is a real situation. I know, but I haven't given you that spirit. Mm -hmm. I've given you sound mind. Love. You got to remember, I got this peace thing waiting on you. Yes. Is this helping somebody out? I am your God. I was, I'm going to strengthen you. I promise you I'll strengthen. God, you said you'll strengthen me. I know he told he told the prophet, hold me to my word. Go ahead. Yes. See if I won't do it. So when stress comes, I go, Lord, you, I can't be afraid. I'm no way. I know you're with me. You know, you're my God. You gotta strengthen me. See, I'm sounding like I'm telling God what to do. I am. I'm holding him to his word. Yes. God says, I'll uphold you, son. Next verse. We're going on to Psalm 55. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Uh -huh. He will never let the righteous be shaken. He says, cast your cares on me, and when you give me the thing to fix it, don't sit next to me telling me how to do it. Amen. Your mechanic will not appreciate, your plumber will not appreciate, your electrician will not appreciate that. When you call someone in to fix something, go away and let them fix it. The worst thing you can do is stand there next to them. Yes. Hey, you need a wrench? <laughs> Somebody fixes something, I go away. Hey, dude, call me when you're done. That's how we handle life problems. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't, we don't, we don't give our worries to the Lord. We keep our worries. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. I know you hate me. It says, I, I'm never going to let those who, who serve me be defeated. It's, see, you're worried about the outcome, but God says, listen, I know the outcome. You're going to be okay. Yes, it yes. might not go the way you want it. It might not resolve the way you wanted it to, but I promise you this, you're going to be okay. You're going to learn something through it. It might change your life a little bit, but you're going to be okay. okay. 
See, what causes stress and fear and anxiety? Well, I get tired or I'm scared of what might happen. And God is saying, don't worry about it, I got it. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, almost done. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. His, when I'm scared, I just put my trust in you. See, because some stuff is scary. This is scary, but man, I trust you. Yes. I turn away from the scary thing and I go, man, I trust you. It's like your kid coming to your bed at night after they just watched a scary movie. You go, I told you not to watch that. You wanted to watch zombie who eats brains. So now you watch the zombies. Now I got to sleep with your big 200-pound butt in my bed. Because you got scared. You shouldn't have saw that. Everybody say amen, amen to that. But what happens when they climb in bed? They go to sleep. Yes. Why? Because they're with one, someone who can protect me. Mm-hmm. I heard this guy say it on this lecture I was listening to. He said, man, as a little boy growing up in West Texas, I, I, my father would do this routine every night. He did it every night as a kid. He, we had three doors in the house. He would go around and he would lock all the doors when we were in bed. And then he would stand in the living room and go, all the doors are locked. Everybody is secure. All of you can rest easy now. Mm -hmm. And he said, I believed him. Yes. Because my father had said. Yes. I was like, wow, that's pretty deep. Yeah. So whenever Julian has a bad moment, he comes to find me and it's like, okay, come on, dude. It's 3.30 in the morning. Just come into bed, take all my covers and roll around and just go. <laughs> you're gonna, my night is over, but you're, you're going to sleep well. <laughs> because why? You're with your father. Yes. Amen, baby. The baby's always got my back. <laughs> Come on, I tell I'm almost done. I got to get out of here. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and am not afraid. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I'm just not scared anymore. I'm not worried about what people can do to me. That's it. That's it. Why are we so worried about what people do, what people say? Man, people ain't worth that. That's right. I ain't worried about that. You ain't got no outcome on me. I'm not worried about what you think or what you say. All that matters is what God says my outcome is. So it's like, we, we, we got to be careful giving people power to stress you out. I'm not giving you the power to stress me out. Yes. I know you stressed out today, but you ain't stressing me out. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm not giving you that. The, no. Man, the grouchy parent comes home, the whole house gets tense. Mm -hmm. yeah. First, you got to make sure you're not the grouchy parent. <laughs> Amen. That's what it says to be gentle with others when you're stressed out. Everybody say, man, Amen. come on. Amen. And it's like, man, I don't want, it's like, man, I'm not going to let that happen. So when your grouchy boss comes in tomorrow morning, you just go, man, I ain't dealing with that. Amen. I've had some whacked out bosses, man. And we're sitting in staff meetings and I'm sitting there like, I ain't about to deal with this. Dude, your wife don't love you. Your kids drive you crazy and you ain't got enough money. That's your problem. <laughs> I ain't taking it. I'm just not going to take it. I, I, you ain't about to ruin my day. No, that's too much. Everybody say amen, amen to that. Almost done. John, I think John 14 is my last one. Yep. Come on. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Listen, listen I'm going to leave you with some peace. Now, the peace I'm going to give you is not the peace that you look for from the world. What's the peace you look for from the world? Always security. Oh, I got X amount of dollars in the bank. My retirement is going well. My health care is in place. My, what, if, what if none of that works? See, that's the peace of the world that we depend on. Oh, we got a strong military. Oh, our government is sound. So much for that. The last few years shows you our government doesn't even work. Right. Look at where we are now. Our government doesn't work. Amen. They're going to come and arrest me. So there's no security there. Don't matter who the president is. Right, right. There's no security. And, and, and so every commercial is bombarding you with this is how you should be, and it stresses us out. <laughs> or we, we admire somebody else's life, and we go, man, I wish my life was like that. And it stresses you out, not realizing they got problems too, you just don't see them. That's right. Looking at your neighbor across the street going, man, they got a great life. Really? Go ask them how great it is on the inside and tell them to be honest. Everybody, see, all, this, all the things that stress you out, all the things that causes you anxiety and fear, there's an answer to all of it in the Bible, I promise you. Yeah. And it says, listen, stop looking at the security of the world. I'm giving you another kind of security that will do what? To not let your hearts be troubled because yeah. that's where the problem is. It's in your heart and it's in your mind. Yes. So I'm like, Lord, I think I'm a little stressed. And God goes, okay, I get it. Can you tell me why, though? After all we've been through? Amen. You think this one is the big one that's going to take you out? Or, or, you know, I, hey, I'm just God, you know. Last time I checked, I was still mighty enough to figure this out. Last time I checked, I already got it figured out. Last time I checked, every time me and you talked about something, it always worked out, didn't it? Yeah. So this one's not going to work out. I'm not going to take it from you. You have to give it to me. Yes. I'm not going to take away your fear. I've given you, I told you what to do with it. I'm not going to stop your anxiety. You got to stop it. I'm not going to stop your work. Why are you so worried about what's going to happen? I'm like, God, I didn't think I was. Yes, you are. It's just you've mastered the art of not letting it blow out. Mm -hmm. So it blows in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a little stressed. Okay, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this to you, and I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna make me a turkey sandwich. I'm gonna play PlayStation. Mm -hmm. It eases my mind, killing people online. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. And you take care of all this. You just tell me when you need me. Call me when you need me. But I, I really believe you probably don't need me. You just need me to be a certain way while you fix it. Yes, yes. Come on up. You're going to be sad, but just don't be sad too long. You're going to be nervous, but you just got to try to not be nervous too long. And I'm going to say something else. Can I? This is really important. 
Stuff is not going to fix in one sermon. Do not be afraid to go talk to someone. Amen. I hear, I hear churches all the time going, oh, you don't need any counseling. It's the world. And the, no, sometimes you might. That's right. I've sent many people to counseling. You know what? You need to go talk about that. If you don't get that, someone helps you think through that. Because counselors don't fix your problem. They don't have the power. Right. But what they do is they help you see it another way. They help you think through it. They give you another way of thinking. They, make, they give you a, well, have you ever thought about this? Mm-hmm. They don't fix it. Right. You got to fix it. Or you got to let God fix it. But they do. I'm saying some people may need to go talk to someone. That's right. That's right. It could be me. It can be a professional. I am a professional, by the way. But it could be some, sometimes it's not just a prayer. It's not... That's the beginning stages of your healing, and you might have to talk it out. That's right. Because you're so afraid, you're so scared, you're always sad, you're always worried. Even though you sit in church every week and you've been walking in the things of God for so many years, and life still is kicking your rear end, and you might have to say, man, I, you got to make a stand and say, I got to humble myself because obviously I'm holding on to all of this. I really... I think I can fix it, or obviously, I've tried to give it to you, but I'm telling you how to do it the whole time, and it's not working. So what did Einstein say? Continuing to do something the same way and expecting a different result is insanity. You got to do it a different way. So as of today, I am not stressed out. The stuff on my mind, yeah. Stuff bothering me, oh yeah. Do I got the weight of the world I feel like on my shoulders sometimes? Yeah. But no, I'm not stressed out. I bet if I get my blood pressure checked now, it'll be okay. So I mastered the art of not letting it go out. Now I got to master the art of not letting it blow in. And the only way I'm going to do that is to humble myself and give it to where it belongs in Jesus' name. Amen.